Welcome back, everybody, to a new episode of Sports Headlines. Um, I am your host of SH News 30, Warner Sanker. And, wow, what a night in sports um, yesterday, wasn't it? We had the, Cow- or the Cardinals and the Seahawks uh, play a great, great game of Sunday night football. And then we saw um, World Series game five. The Dodgers won uh, that game last now just can't really seem to do anything against those Dodgers. And uh, the Dodgers took a 3-2 series lead. So um, in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about um, those two games as well as um, Odell Beckham Jr. and his injury. Um, Big news for the Browns. Um, Titans, COVID news, and much more. So stick around um, up until the end. We'll be going until about 11.45, 11.50 today. So uh, first, what I want to do is give a quick shout out to Crossover Media at Crossover365 on Instagram and Twitter for sponsor, for providing this episode for you. And uh, the sponsor of today's episode, Podco, podgo.co. Um, it's the easiest way to monetize your podcast. It gives podcasters a flat rate. Um to run their advertisements um, so you always know how much you will get uh, for each ad. If, if you apply today, uh, you can become a member of Podgo and um, pretty much instantaneously get an ad, an ad space for advertisers that would like your program. Make sure you mention us in the how you heard about Podgo section of your application and best of luck to you. Um, so let's start with um, Sunday Night Football. The My takeaways from the quarterbacks playing, um, the teams playing, and Isaiah Simmons, one of the most hyped prospects in last year's draft. Um, it was him, Joe Burrow, and Chase Young, really, that were kind of the top three just because of the great, great um, combine that Simmons had. He ran a four or three, nine, 40. Um, weighing in well over uh, 230 pounds. Big man, go fast. Um, so the game last night was a great game. Um, we saw Kyler Murray really, really show off his top three quarterback potential. Um, I think he he's going to be a great quarterback in his league for years to come, and. And the big thing that Sean mentioned a lot um, was Kyler has a problem with turnovers, interceptions. Um, he can't always get the job done without making mistakes. And, and that was a big indictment against him, which really kept him out of the top 10. Um, but he played a clean game yesterday and <laughs> just led the Cardinals up and down the field on a bad um, a, a bad defense by Seattle. Not not a good defense at all, but still a competent Seattle defense um, that we've seen just play well enough to get the job done. And you know what? That defense played well enough to get the job done. It actually ended up being Russell Wilson that lost them that game, believe it or not, um, because of that interception he threw late in overtime. Uh, to Isaiah Simmons. Um, 
real quick on Russell Wilson. He ended up throwing um, on 50 um, attempts. He ended up completing 33 passes um, for 388 yards, three touchdowns, and three INTs. And um, Kyler threw for three, 360 yards on two less pass attempts and three touchdowns and only one INT. Um, so that, and he also ran for 67 yards on 14 carries, um, which Wilson did not. In case you were wondering, Wilson had six carries for 84 yards. Still the leading rusher. Um, quarterbacks were the leading rushers for both teams. But um, interceptions, Patrick Peterson got a pick. Of course, Buda Baker got a pick, and uh, and Isaiah Simmons um, got a pick. So it, it's it's just it just goes to show um, playmakers will make plays, and the Cardinals' defense is going to be good uh, in the next few years once they get everything kind of situated. Uh, you know, get the pass rush going a little bit better. Um, but they've got good talent at corner. They've got good talent at safety good talent, a linebacker. Um, and so once the, once the pass runs starts, starts coming along there, they're going to be a pretty, pretty nice defense, especially in the modern NFL when you've got, um, when you've got really most, I mean, <laughs> Kyler threw the ball 48 times, Wilson threw the ball 50 times. Um, the Seahawks ran the ball 30 times and the Cardinals ran the ball 33 times. So that just goes to show the disparity in terms of, um, passing and running the ball. Um, we will end up seeing, I believe, the Cardinals in the fight for the wild card. Um, and right now, after this win against the Seahawks, they're 5-2, and two, and Seattle's 5-1. and one. So uh, we, we've seen the Niners just beat the Patriots 33-6. to six. Um, The Rams are respectable. They play tonight against the Bears, uh, the 5-1 and one Bears which I think the Rams should win that game. Uh, but you know what? It's, it, was a, it was great athletic plays by Buda Baker and Isaiah Simmons, especially to get those interceptions against Russell Wilson. So I credit this win actually more to um, Arizona's defense showing up when it mattered most. Uh, the first two drives for each team, or the first drive for each team in overtime were – we're without point scored. So then it was next point wins. Seattle was driving down the field. Um, was was getting a shot to drive down the field before over, OT was over. And Isaiah Simmons with a really, really nice drop, picked the ball off and gave Arizona the opportunity for a game winning field goal, which uh, was knocked through the, uh, the, the uprights by Zane Gonzalez. Um, other big, Big games in the NFL. The Washington football team beat the Cowboys 25 to 3. Kyle Allen, um, 15 for 25, just under 200 yards and two touchdowns. Only got sacked twice, uh, which is a big thing there. And then Andy Dalton ends up getting hurt um, <laughs> with a concussion, leaving in the third quarter. And um, he uh, only threw the ball 19 times. For 75, nine completions for 75 yards and an interception. Ben Danucci uh, came in and threw the ball three times, two completions 
for 39 yards. Um, the Cowboys just lost this game. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott, 12 carries for 45 yards. Andy Dalton and Tony Pollard rushed for the same amount of yards. Um, it just was not a good game. Aside from Amari Cooper, who had seven catches for 80 yards, um, their second leading receiver had 22 yards with in Dalton Schultz. And if you go look at the football team, um, then Terry McLaurin, seven catches, 90 yards. Logan Thomas, four for 60. And then uh, Cam Sims had 22 yards receiving, which is the same amount as Dalton Schultz, um, the number two leading receiver for the Cowboys. Um, Rushing-wise, 128 yards on the ground on 20 carries for Antonio Gibson. Great, great game for him. Um, and he had a 40-yard run in there as well. And then they didn't turn the ball over. Uh, Dallas fumbled the ball three times. They recovered all three of them. But that's still that's still a scare um, if you are if you are Dallas. And then um, Andy Dalton threw the pick to Cole Holcomb. So if anybody had Cole Holcomb on the fantasy team, you guys got some stuff. Um, but yeah, big win by the football team. I talked about, uh, I think on Thursday, uh, I don't think the Cowboys are going to win this division. And this is why they just lost 25 to three to a team that had the second overall pick in last year's draft that we've all been joking about their name and how bad they are and how their only spotlight is their coach, Ron Rivera and how their sixth overall pick at quarterback got benched because of attitude problems and lack of development. Um, so the the football team may be a laughing stock, but the Cowboys are even worse. Uh, they're 22 points worse, uh, which is three touchdowns and a two-point conversion. Um, just an amazing, amazing performance there by, by the Cowboys. That's just, wow, typical Cowboys. Um, the Bengals lost to the Browns in the final seconds, 37 to 34. Um, Baker, five touchdowns, one INT. Play actually pretty nice. And um, and um, sorry, I might be having troubles with this stream. All right, if this stream ends, everybody who's watching this, um, I will be starting another one. Give me one second.
There we go. I think it is working now. Um, so back to the Browns-Bengals game. Uh, the Bengals lost it in typical Cincinnati Bengals fashion um, in the final seconds um, by three. Joe Burrow actually fumbled the ball three times, which is a concern. Uh, they did only lose one of them, but still you can't put the ball three times uh, on the ground three times if you're the quarterback um, or if you're anybody, really. So Joe Burrow, that that's slightly concerning for Tyler Boyd, 11 catches for 101 yards. A.J. Green saw a bit of a resurgence, a resurgence with seven catches for 82 yards. Um, so that's nice to see if you're a Bengals fan. Um, and we we saw, you know, T. Higgins getting involved, 71 yards uh, receiving. Gio Bernard had just about 60 um, out of the 406 uh, yards passing by Joe Burrow. And again, don't believe me about the passing running. Splits, Joe Burrow threw the ball 47 times in this game, and the Bengals um, just barely lost. Tyler Boyd also threw the ball once and completed his pass um, over to Bernard. Baker Mayfield only threw the ball 28 times, completed 22 of those passes. That is the formula that we've seen for for the for the um, for this the formula for success for the Browns. And you know what? I if if they can keep doing this, they might as well go get themselves a seven or six seed in the playoffs, especially the way the Patriots played. Um, the Patriots losing that game in embarrassing fashion, 33 to six. I know Sean was right written off the 49ers multiple times before saying, oh, well, they're too injured or no, they're too this or too that. I just don't believe in Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, but I, I kept saying, and, and Sean's in the chat, he knows this. I did keep saying the 49ers are a top 10 football team. Um, the, the 49ers are one of the teams to beat in the NFL still. Just because they have a few injuries doesn't mean they're out of contention already. And they showed it winning 33-6 to against the Patriots, who have one of the best defenses in the NFL. Now, we have had some doubts about the Patriots' offense, and those showed. But uh, the defense did not play well uh, for the Patriots. And Cam Newton got benched. Um, he threw three interceptions, didn't even complete 100, or didn't, didn't even throw for 100 yards and threw three interceptions. And um, it's just, wow. Uh, all the MVP talk or Cam's going to see a resurgence. He saw a bit of a resurgence, yes, but he he can't. He was 9 for 15, uh, threw for 98 yards and three picks, although Jarrett Stidham was not much better. He was 6 for 10 with 64 yards and one pick. So the Patriots as a whole, no touchdowns, four interceptions. Uh, Damian Harris carried the ball 10 times for 58 yards. He was their leading rusher, and the Patriots did not score a touchdown. Jimmy Garoppolo, again, we see if you have a game manager quarterback, embrace it, use the running game. We saw Jeff Wilson Jr. break out for the Niners, 17 carries for 112 yards as their third string back, also three touchdowns. Jimmy Garoppolo threw the ball 20 five times, completed 20 of them, did throw two interceptions. But uh, when the Patriots offense is just getting shut down um, and and your running game cannot be stopped, I mean, they, they had two guys averaging over six yards a carry and combining for 169 yards on the ground. 
um, with with Wilson Jr. and uh, Jermichael Hasty. Uh, Brandon Ayuk for a uh, hundred yards, a hundred yard game, six catches for 115. Debo Samuel added five for 65, and Kittle with five catches for 55 yards. And the only two players uh, on New England with more than one catch receiving wise were Jacoby Myers with four and Rex Burkhead with three. Everybody else, Demir Bird, um, Julian Edelman, Nikhil Harry, James White, only one catch on the day. Uh, the Patriots fumbled the ball twice, didn't lose any of them though. And um, Devin McCourty and JC Jackson had the two picks. So um, takeaways from this game, Patriots secondary still looks good, but the Patriots have got to figure out what's going on with that offense um, or their two and four record is going to keep getting worse and worse. Um, and, and you know what? I was talking about they, they, they're probably going to get the 16 in the wild card. Nothing's guaranteed, especially this early in this early in the season. Nothing is guaranteed at all. I believe I'm having more technical difficulties on the stream. Um, so if you all will hold on for a minute. All right, um, so I'm going to test something. Hopefully this does not end the stream, but if it does, I will restart the stream and we will um, talk World Series Game 5 as well as the uh, Odell Beckham injury in the Browns-Bengals game and more. Uh, other NFL news real quick. Um, the Buffalo Bills only scored 18 points against the stinky, stinky New York Jets. Uh, that may be a concern in the land of Buffaloes. Um, Detroit beat the Falcons by one point. Todd Gurley was kicking himself. 
after accidentally scoring a touchdown. Um, yes, he tried to go down at the one-yard line after getting a first down and drain out the clock, but he accidentally rolled into the end zone. The ball crossed the plane before he went down, and they scored, and then the Lions kicked a game uh, or scored a game-winning touchdown. Um, we saw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Raiders by 25 points, putting up a 45-piece on that lackadaisical defense. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are the only undefeated team in the NFL after beating the Titans 27-24. Um, the Chargers scored 39 on Jacksonville, um, and the Chiefs put up a 43 bomb on the Denver Broncos, um, continuing their great season. There we go. All right. So I'm going to try something real quick. Um, if it doesn't work, we're going to go. Okay. Welcome back, everybody. Um, hopefully these technical issues are over. Uh, let's transition over to the MLB now, though. Um, as the Dodgers won game five of the World Series, um, beating the Tampa Bay Rays and Tyler Glass now is now 0 and 2 um, in his two final er, World Series <laughs> appearances and World Series starts. Um, as the sorry, as the um. There we go. As the Dodgers beat the Rays, uh, Kershaw got his second win as well. Um, let's first start off talking Clayton, Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw actually has looked very, very well, very, very good, uh, rather, in his two um, World Series starts. Um, Kershaw went five and two-thirds this start, um, gave up two runs. Glass now went five innings, gave up four runs. So not not good at all. Um, notables for the Dodgers, Max Muncy continues to hit very, very well. He's hitting 389 in the playoffs. He went two for three with a run scored in an RBI. I'll give you a clue. It was that home run. Um, that was the only multi-hit performance. Uh, Corey Seager also got an RBI as well as Bellinger and Jock Peterson hit his own home run. Um, Corey Seager also continues to rake, hitting 471 in the playoffs. What a hitter and what a player um, that the Dodgers have there. Andy Diaz went two for three with a run scored and an RBI. Rose Arena continues hitting. He only went one for four, uh, but he did drive in a run. Um, and then Manuel Marco almost stole home. Uh, he stole. <laughs> so <laughs> he got walked on a 3-2 pitch. Really, really nice at bat against Kershaw. And then. He stole second, and then on a actually really nice throw, uh, Chris Taylor then bobbled it. It popped out of his glove. Second time that's happened in two games, <clears throat> center field. Um, and we we saw that Marco's still a speedster, um, and and then took third. He actually hesitated. He took like two shuffle steps. And then uh, ran the third after Taylor had already gotten the ball, just beat the throw. Um, 
and was slid in safely there. The Dodgers challenged it to see if he popped off the bag. He did not. Um, I don't even think that was a very good challenge, honestly, by Dave Roberts. And then he tried to steal home off the lefty Kershaw uh, with his back turned toward him. Got about halfway, then um, Kershaw Kershaw was um, notified, stepped off the mound, threw a really nice ball home, basically a pitch, um, just not as a pitch. And the the um, umpire ruled him out. Uh, it was really, really close play. Uh, Barnes looked like he may have missed the tag, actually, on his chest instead of tagging his arm. Looks like he went kind of towards the inside and tagged his chest. Um, but there was not enough evidence to overturn that, and he was called out at the plate. That would have actually tied the game up 3-3 and um, have really changed the outcome um, for – for that game. And then uh, Kevin Kiermeyer had himself a two hit game as well. Um, no home runs for the Rays. And then of course the Dodgers hit, hit two more. I think that brings their total up to 28 home runs in the postseason. Um, so they continue to rake. I think Clayton Kershaw, everybody, I think Clayton Kershaw is officially kicked to the curb his postseason pitching woes. Um, in the 2020 regular season, he went six and two, had a 2.16 ERA, and uh, had an 0.84 WHIP, walks and hits per innings pitched. Um, the lower, the better. In that stat, uh, 1.0 was kind of the benchmark you want to see for a really, really nice pitcher. Um, most pitchers end up in the 1.3, 1.4, 1.5 range. Um, and then Clayton Kershaw in in the playoffs. This year, um, this year, this year, this year, has has pitched well, especially in his um, his regular season games. His ERA in the postseason throughout his career is still four six five, but this year it's a two nine three in the postseason, an o nine one WHIP, and he's thrown thirty and two thirds innings, so it hasn't been a small sample size either. Thirty seven strikeouts, just to f- just five walks. Um, his highest, actually his second highest um, K to walk ratio in in his career in the postseason. And um, opponents batting wise, um, he they're just they're just not hitting him the same. Um, he only gave up eight home runs, and I know yeah, shortened season. Um, his most dominant seasons in terms of home runs, he gave up seven home runs in two thousand nine nine home runs in 2014 and eight home runs in 2016. Um, Of course, 2016 being, I believe the year he won MVP and Cy Young. Uh, Yeah. He had a one, six, nine ERA, probably the greatest regular season pitching performance ever. Um, Unfortunately for him, he followed that up with a four, four ERA in the playoffs um, and went two and one still with a winning record, but went two and one. Um, so, uh, so he, I think he's, he's regained the respect that everyone had for him in the regular season and kind of kicked, you know, I, I, I compared him to Steph Curry, um, in terms of the fact that great regular season player and he, he just, something disappears in the playoffs or in clutch moments that is not, that is there in the regular season. 
Um, and whether that's his, the finishing or the drive to win um, remains to be seen. But something is kind of missing. Uh, Peyton Manning also, yeah, another comparison. But I think he has done what Peyton Manning really didn't do, and that's kicked that to the curb and kind of no longer f- made that the narrative. Uh, I think he's fixed that. Peyton Manning won his second Super Bowl of um, uh, off of his defense, really, and off of Von Miller. Um, and yes, Steph has some brilliant postseason performances, which why which is why I'm uh, comparing him to Kershaw because Kershaw has shown up, um, you know, postseason stat wise. He had a three one three ERA in uh, four starts in the 2013 playoffs, a two six three ERA in two starts in 2015. But he's had other years where, like 2019, he had a 7-1 ERA in, in uh, two games, one start, one relief appearance, a 7-8 ERA in 2014, and a 6 um, ERA in 2009. Not to mention with countless 3-8s, 4-2s, 4-4s in between. So he, he's really only had two good dominant playoffs, um, and, and he had a pretty respectable 2013 playoffs with a 3-1-3 ERA, but he went one and two in those in in four starts. So um, you can't always judge a pitcher based off of wins and losses in in their career, but it's it's still a stat that should not be ignored um, in terms of pitching greatness. Now it shouldn't win you anything like a Cy Young award. That should be ERA, WHIP, uh, strikeouts, strikeout to walk, WHIP rate, et cetera, et cetera that show the pitcher's singular greatness. But um, it's it's just an amazing, amazing uh, job by him to kind of, especially with the last postseason he had, kind of costing the Dodgers that uh, another World Series berth. Um, a very, very good, um, good rebound year this year for him. Um, all right, to wrap up the show, I'm going to talk about uh, top 10 quarterbacks for um, Sean and myself, um, Sean's top 10 quarterbacks. Finally, debuting in the top 10, Mr. Number 9 for the Cincinnati Bengals, Mr. Joseph Burrow, number one overall draft pick. He is a top 10 quarterback. I've been saying it. Sean finally agrees with me. I, I guess, Sean, if you're still in the chat, um, Sean, I guess it's been long enough for you. Uh, you were really convinced with that 407 piece he he dropped on on the Browns defense four four hundred seven yards. That's enough. Is, is that good? Oh oh, I should stop it. I should stop it because you were wrong. Okay. Um, my last updated top ten list. I had uh, Joe Burrow as my number nine quarterback. Actually, Matt Stafford at number ten, Burrow at nine, Kyler at eight, Big Ben at seven, Tom Brady at six, Deshaun Watson at five, Lamar Jackson at four. Rodgers at three, Wilson at two, Mahomes at number one. And then just missing out were guys like Dak Prescott, Josh Allen, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, Carson Wentz. Um, calling me crazy for having Wentz, or Wentz over Cam Newton, Jimmy Garoppolo, Kirk Cousins. Well, I think he showed it. Um, I think he showed it right there. Who Who is too high? Kyler? I don't know. The Seahawks defense would, would say he's too low on that list. Um, he played absolutely phenomenal. I told you. He is a top three talent in the league. Now he needs, he has turnover problems. Yes, but he is a top 10 or top three QB talent 
uh, once he, you know, hits his prime, really gets going um, in the league. Once guys like Aaron Rodgers retire and, and Wilson continues to age and inevitably um, gets a little bit worse. I think Kyler Murray's going to, or uh, Russell Wilson's going to have the similar track as Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees. Be really, really good. Keep being good. Keep being good. Fall down from the great to really good to the good category as he ages, you know, 38, 39, 40, 41 years old as that mobility goes down a little bit. Um, but he, he, as long as he just neglect doesn't neglect his uh, fundamentals, which lead to his accuracy, then he's still going to be a really good quarterback for years to come in the NFL. So far, Kyler Murray, 93.8 quarterback rating, thrown for just under 2,000 yards, completing 67% of his passes, 13 touchdowns, with seven INTs, so just under a two-to-one uh, touchdown interception radio ratio. But um, – Sean's top 10, number 10, Joe Burrow, number nine, Matthew Stafford, number eight, Josh Allen, number seven, Big Ben, number six, Lamar, um, number five, Jason Watson, number four, Tom Brady, two B is Russell Wilson, two is Aaron Rodgers, and number one is Mahomes. I like that two B and two um, as they are still neck and neck and have been probably for the last, I'd say since from 2016 on to now, so the last four seasons, neck and neck um, for sure. Um, my only disagreement with Sean's list is that he has Josh Allen ahead of Joe Burrow and Matthew Stafford. Um, and you know what? I know Lamar isn't necessarily the typical quarterback and the quarterback that most offensive coordinators want, the skill set that they want. He's not the passer that the NFL demands at this level. All that being said, he is still a good, viable quarterback, a franchise quarterback in the NFL. And I think that he deserves a spot. Now, I think Tom Brady actually may have moved himself up. Um, I'll give you my updated list in a minute. Um, but I do not like the Brady over Watson Right, right there. I think Watson's still the better quarterback. I think Brady just has a much, much, much better situation and better play caller, um, et cetera, et cetera. Deshaun, honestly, is probably in the worst situation, is in the second worst situation in the league behind Sam Darnold. Poor, poor, poor guy. Um, yes, Lamar Jackson is your number six list. Just to recap, number 10, Joe Burrow, number nine, Matthew Stafford, number eight, Josh Allen, number seven, Big Ben, number six, Lamar Jackson, number five, Deshaun Watson, number four, Tom Brady, two, B, Russell Wilson, two, Aaron Rodgers, number one, Patrick Mahomes. That is Sean's list. Um, my list, um, my list going down, um, number 10, I still got to have Matthew Stafford. Um, he. He's a better passer than Josh Allen. He still has that cannon of an arm. Um, he is in not the greatest situation in terms of win-loss because of that defense. Um, but he has some some good weapons. Not great weapons, but he has good weapons. Viable, competent weapons. Um, Marvin Jones Jr. has kind of fallen off uh, as the number two receiver. But he still has Kenny Galladay. He still has two really nice running backs. Um, I think Matt Stafford stays at number 10. Joe Burrow, I was I was 
I was this close to moving him up, and then Kyler Murray just reinforced my confidence in him like that um, Sunday night. And so I think I've got uh, Joe Burrow still at number nine, Kyler still at number eight. Kyler's before Kyler moves ahead of Big Ben, Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, Deshaun Watson. He's got to. I mean, straight up in the simplest terms, he's got to have a better touchdown interception ratio. Um, and by that, I mean, he needs to stop turning the ball over. He needs to turn the ball over less and less and less and shrink that down to sub 10 INTs for the season. If Kyler doesn't throw another uh, pick and say doubles, maybe uh, one and a half, if that's a word, uh, one and a half his touchdowns. Um, that'll be just about 30 touchdowns between 25 and 30 touchdowns and seven picks that will have solidified it for me. But as of now, big Ben's got to keep his spot. Um, he's got to keep his spot at number, uh, seven or yeah. Number seven, um, number six, uh, I've got Lamar Jackson as well. He was my number four quarterback behind Aaron Rodgers in front of Deshaun Watson, but based on performances by Watson and Brady and um, not great performances by Lamar Jackson, um, i.e. the Chiefs game. He didn't play too well against Washington, um, although he played well enough, and it is Washington, so a team like the Ravens is going to win that game unless Lamar just throws five interceptions and fumbles the ball three times, which he is not that bad. He is not Nathan Peterman. He's just not the one of the greatest or one of the best passers currently in the NFL, not to say that can't change. He, he is showing a lot of promise and potential. Um, so Lamar Jackson is going to be the number six guy. Deshaun Watson's going to stay at five. Uh, or sorry, Tom Brady's going to go up to five. Watson's going to go up to four. I still think Watson's a little bit better. I'd rather have Watson on my team than Brady uh, just because of the more diverse skill set. And he still has great, great arm talent. And assuming I don't trade away the second best, the second most talented, probably the best receiver in the game, and replace him with aging Randall Cobb, aging Brandon Cooks, aging David Johnson, um, and no defense whatsoever. Um, just about, just about no defense. No disrespect to JJ Watt. Um, then I think he would definitely be having a better season. Um, Aaron Rodgers is going to move up to the number two spot. Russell Wilson is going to fall down. Um, just because three interceptions, yeah, I know Rodgers just threw almost two picks, pick sixes, um, but he's, he's just, he's shown more this season. Um, and you know, if you want a quick summary, go look at the stats. Um, if you want an in-depth summary, go look at the film. Um, but both of those really show that Aaron Rodgers is having a better season and is the better quarterback. Um, so far this regular season, 66% um, completion-wise, just under 1,700 yards, 17 touchdowns, still two interceptions. Um, Russell Wilson has thrown this season just under 1,900 yards, uh, 22 touchdowns, and six, so triple the interceptions as Rodgers. Uh, he does have a higher completion percentage at 71. Um, but both are in very, very different offenses, uh, to say the least. Tomorrow on SH, uh, it's in the chat right now. Um, will the Rays force a game seven 
I will talk about game six. Game six, of course, being, um, I believe, Wednesday night. Uh, sorry, Tuesday night um, uh, for game seven at uh, 8.08. Yeah, Tuesday night at 8.08 p.m. So I will preview that game and see if the Dodgers are winning, are going to win their first ring in quite a while, much to Sean's enjoyment. Um, I will give you my own updated power rankings and react to Sean's. Um, and we will do SH pick six, the results, the summary up to, uh, to this far, and the pick six for next week, as well as a fantasy update. Thank you all for watching. Again, big thanks to Crossover Media. Follow them at Crossover365 on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, be sure you go give us a follow as well, Sports Headline 8 and on Twitter, Sports underscore Headlines 4 on Instagram. Thank you all so much for watching. If you uh, watching, if you missed anything, go check us out on the podcast on our podcasting platforms. Uh, 